guess what? I'm back. Big Sarge presents Attention to Orders. Now, I know that you all you all have been used to listening to these podcasts where it's either one, sports-related, you listen to all sports, or two, you listen to all crime, or three, you listen to all social issues that's going on right now. I understand all that, but if you're looking for a platform, if you're looking for a podcast that's going to give you all of that in one, make sure that you stay tuned to Attention to Orders, and that will be available on all platforms. Everywhere you get your podcast from, it will be available. And guess what? You can see my big, pretty smile when you tune in to YouTube. So once again, Attention to Orders, presented by Big Sarge. I'm out. There we go. This is In The Zone. That just a bunch of damn bull. You should not have said that. His name has just been spoken. Spoken must be worse broken. Papa. Too late to explain. Bull. Watch out. Watch out. For the silly bull. Bullseye. the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you listen to the In The Zone Network. This is it. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to In The Zone and this is the network. Palmer Alexander, a.k.a. The Living Legend, K-I-L, Wanella Kill, but Kill Still Kill. Joining me on our celebrity line, sponsored by Cafe Piazza, is my country cousin down there in Houston, Texas. Big Sarge of Big Sarge Media, he has a new podcast that's getting ready to be dropping real soon. It's called Attention to Orders, and I can't wait for it to drop. Uh, one, hey, I, I love Big Sarge. He's one of my favorite people, damn brother, good brother. Uh, let's get him on the line, man, because uh, I want to I get through this, you know, the real of the real, because of some other stuff we got to get to, but the, bit that, but the matter at hand is black man to black man. How you doing, brother? Man, listen, bro. Let me tell you something. The other day, I don't know if you've seen what I put out on social media, but um, I was just, first of all, Nelly is a genius. That's the first thing. I mean, he had everybody wearing Band-Aids, but that's neither here nor there. We'll talk about that later, right? <laughs> man, I'm thinking about that. Have you ever really just looked at the lyrics of It's Getting Hot in Here? Like, Nelly is really, like, and you know what I'm saying to myself? He had all these little Anglo-Americans for, you know, I got to be politically correct. He had all these little Anglo-American girls singing, it's getting hot in here. And I was like, I don't think y'all really know the words. I think the only part, part y'all know is checking my reflection and telling my best friend, like, girl, I think my blanket's big. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's like, it's way more. Nelly's asking you to come down to the basement and get on the pole. He's like, and I'm just kidding. Unless you're going to do it. <laughs> What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Hey, man, we did. We doing good, man. I mean, I'm glad you opened up with that instead of with the Ghetto Boys. You know what I'm saying? 
Hey man, listen, bro. I, I listen. You gotta watch what you say. Anything about the ghetto, because Willie D can really box, like really, really box. And his hands as hard as concrete. And for some reason, he's the most nicest guy that always want to fight. <laughs> <laughs> So, but you know but what? Hey, I, man, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate that. Hey, hey, man. Well, first of all, um, you know, with the uh, with, with our nation, um, you know, under duress, you know, and protests, and we have funerals and killings and stuff like that. And you're down there in Houston, and you know you you was doing you were doing your show and i know you was was uh involved especially with your platform being out there and i want to thank you for for being out there because you can always count on you know the mainstream to do what they do because they have uh people to appease you know but what you do with big sarge media is you just call it right down the middle really and that's i mean that's what you did so that George Floyd, uh, the funeral and whatnot, uh, I know you was there. Could, could you give our listeners, you know, some 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 insight of just how a lot of this stuff, uh, uh, you know, went about and, and emotionally how that felt? It was one of those things where you, you look at it as, because, in a, you know, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're African-American. And, you know, in the African-American community, we're supposed to look at that as a homegoing celebration as hey you know okay this this person is going home you know in our in our religious beliefs that's what we believe is going home and so you 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 would want to think that he was you know it was a home going celebration and some people out there you know treated it as such by singing you know spiritual songs and you know and praying and things like that but there was a lot of emotions because people couldn't take away the fact that we watched a man be murdered by law enforcement officials on video that we watched as this man casually put his hands in his pocket and with his knee on his neck and killed him as we watched this play out. This isn't something that we've seen in a movie. This isn't something we're watching on TV. This isn't something, you know, that that's make-believe. Like, this is real. And that that was the emotions that was out there. That was the emotions of people. Because during the memorial, the because the, the, they had a memorial and a funeral, during the memorial, there was over 6,000, over 6,300 people, if I'm not mistaken, that came out to that memorial in between the time of from 12 to 6 p.m. Now, for on a personal note, I hadn't viewed a body. And what I mean, I hadn't viewed a body since December of 2018 when I lost my mother. I had not viewed a body since then. So when I went into that, the, and when I went into the sanctuary, you know, and I wrote about this in the in my article, you know, as I got closer, because they still had you social distancing before you, you know, you got to the body. We still had to be six feet apart. But as I'm getting closer, I literally went into a trance. I literally replayed everything that I had seen in that video. I heard him screaming out for, you know, his mama. I heard him telling them, I can't breathe. I heard him saying, just please give me some water, sir. Give me something. And by the time I got to the bottom is when I snapped out of it. And I'm saying, I'm looking at him. And, and, and the surreal part about it was, I'm like, 
bro, even though I didn't know you, I, I, I watched you alive as the cops murdered you. And now I'm viewing your body. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? George Floyd could have been Big Sarge. And man, when I tell you that I got emotional, bro, as I walked out of that church, it just done something to me, man. I had to go take a break, literally a mental health break and say, this is entirely too much. And I'm looking and I just viewed a body of a man who, whose time was up on this earth, but it was taken away from him by somebody else. As, as you, you know, as you always been open and candid, uh, you know, about mental health or whatnot. And, and that was one of the things that I was concerned about, uh, you know, because I was always, you know, I was always thinking he was in my thoughts, bro. You know, why you down there and, you know, knowing you got a job to do too, because, you know, you want to make sure that you always kept the record straight. You know, you always made sure that the right message got out there, you know, because all it takes is that one person to get that right message. And I, I knew and I could see how emotionally invested that you were in that story as we all were. But it was right in your backyard. You know what I'm saying? So I know it even it, it, I couldn't even imagine, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, how intense yeah. that, that could have been and how triggering that could have been, you know, when you talk about, you know, your mom and, and, uh, you know, as if anybody follows you on IG, you know, you post about your grandbabies and, and, you know, your ex-wife, you know, you post about that and you deal with that every day. You confront it every day, you know, and I, I think that's, yeah. really, like I said, I really commend you on that. Yeah, man, that's, um, and, and that's one of the things that I, that I preach as a, and especially as an older African-American male, I try to make sure that I tell my older African-American males and females. And, you know, I grew up in a time, and I think we've talked about this uh, once before, and I may have talked about it on you all show um, as well. You know, I grew up in a time where you did not tell anybody your business outside of your grandmother and, you know, somebody at the church. That was it. We didn't seek professional help. We didn't get the mental health, mental health help that we needed. And as we, you know, got older, we kept those those type of values that that we thought were great values. When it, all the while we should have been able to talk to somebody, and that would have, you know, been able to free us up because we carry a lot of baggage. I didn't realize until I sat down for my first therapy session when I was in my forties. When I was in my forties, I sat down for my my first therapy session um, when I was in the military. And I didn't realize how great it was to be able to just get stuff out. And I realized, man, listen, I started unpacking bags that I had been carrying around since I was like nine years old. And here I am. I've carried these bags around for like 31 years. You know, what do we call it in the community? We call it what? Pack racks. Like, why you got all this yeah. stuff up in here? Yep. Why you keep yep. packing all this stuff up yep. from, from place to place? Every place you get ready to move, you know, you'd be like, nah, I can't throw this away. Let me keep it or whatever. So yeah, you get that. You get the, you get the, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's what I was doing. And so that, that that's why now I'm a huge advocate for Jeff. That's why I said that after I came out of that sanctuary and I viewed George Floyd's body, I had to go take a mental health break. And, and even um, uh, the other day, 
you know, I think that was um, Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I, uh, yes, it was Thursday night, this past Thursday night. That's why I just started posting, you know, a lot of, you know, a, a lot of old interviews that I had as far as from, you know, sports, you know, from the XFL, the NFL, you know, Major League Baseball, from um, the NBA. You know, I just started posting because I was like, we all need a break right now and a reset because every day, you know, I, I, I use this analogy on my show, Groundhog Day. You remember that movie with Bill Murray, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that where he just kept reliving the same day over and over again. And he would do different types of things throughout the day, but he'd wake up and it'd be the exact same day. And so I feel like that as well sometimes when I get on social media, when I cut on the television and I look and I see it's like Groundhog Day, another you know, unarmed civilian killed by a law enforcement official. And, you know, you know, I wake up and it's the same day as when Sean Bell got killed. Uh, uh, Atiana Jefferson got killed. Um, George Floyd got killed. Rashad Brooks. You know, it's like every day. So I was like, I, I needed a reset because if not, I was going to go down that rabbit hole mentally that I wouldn't have been able to come out of. And those are some of the things that some of the stresses that I'm able to recognize. And I hope everybody else is like, wait a minute. Find something else for a second to totally change change your mind off. But what do they give you um, when you when you do a wine? They give you an apple to change your palate so you can taste the wine, right? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. They they use apples or like when you're at the cologne counter, they give you coffee beans to clear your you know your sense of smell so you can actually smell the next cologne and all those smells won't run into place. And that's why I'm like, yo, this time I got to change my palate and change my sense of smell right now uh -huh. to look at something else and do something else. So that's why I put out, you know, the uh, video of the, the Battlehawks coach saying, well, we just lost to the Roughnecks. There wasn't nothing we could do. They were just a <laughs> superior team. He didn't really say that last part. I just thought I'd throw that in there for the 5-0 and XFL 2020 Houston Roughnecks. <laughs> You make sure you uh, – no, hold on to that. Hold on, hold on to that. Hold on to that. Because, because, hey, you know what? You know what? We, hey, we taking orders today, man. You know, because we closing in on, on, on season five. You know what I'm saying? And we taking orders. Attention to orders. You got a brand-new podcast coming out. Um we, you know, we all coming up on a break. So, hey, I'm going to take an order. Attention to orders. Your podcast, your brand new show coming up. We're going to talk about that next on the other side of the break. We're going to sit in the city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is the network. everybody, it's Christina Williams, founder of Girls Talk Sports TV, a new digital platform centered around women's basketball news, updates, and interviews. Make sure you tune in to my interview on In The Zone and follow me at girlstalksports.tv on Instagram. Stay tuned because this interview is going to be amazing. Hey folks, the A-Train Arlington Lane with the Sports Apocalypse, the In The Zone Show, and the A-Train Show. Yeah, I do a lot of shows, but I still like doing them. But I want you to check out our newest sponsor today, Cafe Piazza STL, which is located at 1900 Arsenal Street, just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery on the corner of Arsenal and Limp. And they have wonderful pizzas for you. 
I, for one, love the Tuto Carne, which is the fennel sausage, ham, bacon, and pepperoni. So it's a meat lover's pizza, so you need to try it today. They also have happy hour from 2 to 4 p.m. and from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. All right, also their brunch on Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get breakfast pizza, the Papa's Pie, the Papa's Calzone. You can also get bottomless mimosas and Bloody Marys along with your meal. They got delivery and curbside pickup. You can call them today at 314-343-0294, 314-343-0294. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cafe Piazza STL.